chapter 6 of Yirmiyahu. Once again, predictions of destruction. And it's interesting, in this chapter, chapter 6, verse number 10, Ami adabrav v'yoido v'yishmau Hinei arigo oznam v'lo yuchlu l'hakshiv Hinei devar Hashem ha'yorahem to whom shall I speak? Give warning that they may hear. Their ears are blocked. They cannot listen. The word of God has become for them an object of scorn. They will have none of it. That statement, sometimes it's very hard to know in Yermio who's the speaker. Is it Yermio? Is it God? Sometimes it's difficult to know. Here I think we can say it's Yermio who raises the question, I've been told to speak to the people. But what is the point to speak to the people since their ears are blocked? They don't listen to what I say. So it seems rather pointless to keep saying the same thing, mend your ways, destruction is coming. The word of God is for them a scorn. They don't want to hear it. In verse number 11, but Yermio says about himself, but I am filled with the wrath of God. I cannot hold it in. And this is actually a very interesting feature of the book of Yermio and Yermio himself. What he's saying is, from one perspective, there is no point to talk. But from a different perspective, he says about himself, I can't help myself. I'm filled with God's wrath. The prophet, one might say, empathizes with God. God is angry, and the prophet is angry, so he says all kinds of things, even though they may have no effect. But nonetheless, he can't help himself. And this appears later in Yirmiyahu, when he talks about his fate, the fact that he has been assigned extremely unpleasant, difficult, and very sad task to reprimand the people, to talk about the future, etc., one that also endangers him. And he says about himself later on, and I said, listen, what's the point to talk? But then I'm overcome. I'm overcome with the, with the, with the message. It's deep inside me. I have no choice but to speak. So this is something that is very special in the book of Yirmiyahu, a real sense of this person. As prophet, his, his questions, his anger, his frustrations, and sometimes his deep despair. Later on in chapter 6, he talks about the fact that, verse number 16, Hashem, Thus says God, Stand by the roads, consider, inquire about the ancient paths, which is the road to happiness? Travel it and find tranquility. But they said, We will not. We're not going to that path. I raised up Sofim, Sofim a watchman. Hearken to the sound of the shofar, hearken to the sound of the horn. The sound of the horn 
often in Jeremiah, is the sound of the enemy horn, the impending war and the destruction. But over here, hearken to the sound of the shofar. This is a wake-up call. Hearken to the sound of the shofar as a warning of what could be. And they said, Lo nakshiv, we're not listening to the sound of the shofar. So, of course, if you don't listen to the sound of the shofar, then you encounter a different kind of shofar in the continuation of the chapter. You hear a different sound. Shamanu et shamo rafu yadenu. We hear the report of them, the report of the enemy from the, from the north, the great nation that is roused from the north. They grasp the bow and the javelin. They are cruel. They show no mercy. Kolom kayom yehemeh. The sound of them is like the roaring sea. They ride upon horses, accoutred like a man for battle, against you, Batzion, O daughter of Zion. So that's the sound they're going to hear, because they refuse to listen to the sound, to the warning sound. And the warning sound, Hakimoti Aleichem Tzofim, I raised up watchmen for you. A Tzofeh is a watchman, but the prophet could also be seen as a Tzofeh, as one who issues a warning. In fact, in the book of Yechezkel, it's explicit that God says to Yechezkel, I have made you a Tzofeh, I have made you a watchman. So Yerio's role is to be a watchman to raise the warning sound, but nobody listens to the warning sound. And now, towards the end of chapter 6, we find another interesting verse, which is verse 26. Batami, my people, Chigri sak hit yochida silach mispad tamrurim ki pitom yavo hashodeid oleinu. My people, put on sackcloth Strew dust on yourselves. These are signs of these are mourning practices. Mourn is for an only child. Wail bitterly. The destroyer is coming upon us. And here we, I think we have a different sense of what Yirmiyo is all about. You know, the book of Lamentations, the book of Eicha, the book of Kinot, that's ascribed to Yirmiyo as well. It never says explicitly that Yirmiyo wrote it, but it is ascribed to him. And much of the language of Lamentations finds echoes in the book of Yirmiyo. So Yemiyo sees himself not just as one who is warning the people, but actually Yemiyo sees himself, in addition, as a kind of mourner. In fact, later on, and we'll get to this in a later chapter, a couple of days, he talks about teaching people how to mourn. Call the wailing women, let them come, and let them teach us how to cry, let them teach us how to mourn. That phrase is found in the Haftorah that we read on Tishabav on the National Day of Mourning. So Yirmiyah has many roles. Jeremiah the person. He is a tzofeh. He's one who warns us about the future. But since he identifies with the people, and always does from beginning to end, he also plays another role. He teaches us how to cry. He teaches us how to mourn. He instructs us to mourn. So the book of Jeremiah, apart from all the warnings and descriptions, is also a book of lamentations as such. It's an instruction about mourning, about crying, and about remembering, I presume with the hope that there is a better future, which of course is another fundamental theme 
of the tragic book of Yirmiyahu.